Today, we have the privilege of sitting down with Johnny Kolbeck, a current professional MBA student. What makes Johnny's experience particularly intriguing is his successful navigation of the credit waiver process within the professional MBA program. Join us as we uncover the personalized and transformative aspects of Johnny's MBA journey. Well, without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome, Johnny. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me, Randy. Good to be here. Yeah. Why don't we? Why don't you tell listeners more about your background and the reasons you've chosen to pursue an MBA? Yeah, it's a, it's a great starting point. Um, so a little bit about me. Uh, I am a, a Wisconsinite through and through, born and raised in Milwaukee. Um, came to Madison almost a decade ago for my undergrad uh, in the School of Business. I was um, predominantly taking courses in the um, like information systems and the um, MHR realm, but I did do some operations and technologies management uh, stuff as well. So I ended up getting um, three three majors in the business school. There was a lot of overlap there. It sounded ridiculous. Uh, it still sounds a little ridiculous. Um, after school, I went to become a project manager uh, at Epic um, over in Verona there. Um, so I was doing a lot of implementation, uh, okay. process improvement work within the software space. Um, and then about three years ago, I left that to join the uh, the state, actually, as a business process analyst for the Wisconsin State Supreme Court system. Um, so I've been in that role ever since. I've hopped around to different teams, the development team, the implementation team, the customer service team. Um, but uh, again, at the heart of that, I'm kind of the person that's working in between the technical side, the developers, the DBAs, um, the the more kind of quality assurance folks. Um, and then the end users, the customers, and in this case, um, you know, judges and attorneys and um, clerks of court instead of uh, doctors and nurses, I guess. But all, all kind of in that same um, speaking both languages, uh, yeah. kind of translating what one side's saying to the other and then making it happen um, from a from a technology standpoint. Why now? Why was that MBA now after all? Yeah. You know, it's a, it's what, a, what, got you, what got you thinking about that? It's a question I asked myself uh, many times. <laughs> I, I knew um, I, I obviously am incredibly biased as a double badger now, but I've, I've absolutely loved my time as an undergrad there. Um, and just in general, always loved school, higher learning, um, you know, kind of always been a curious for the sake of curiosity person. So um, if I wasn't taking, you know, official courses, I was doing a little online um, free courses or, or video programs or whatnot. Our professional MBA here at the Wisconsin School of Business uh, has a lot of flexibility in the curriculum mm-hmm. and the delivery method. How how has that into accommodated your, you know, your individual or personal constraints? Uh, can you talk about that a little? Yeah, it's been absolutely critical. I mean, that that is the core reason why I'm able to uh, be a part of this program. I think the um, idea or maybe the kind of more traditional take a year or two off and go to a full-time MBA program of, of um, you know, maybe previous decades, that sort of model was never going to be an option for me. I, I just didn't want to, um, you know, have built up all this progress and momentum in my career and then all of a sudden put it on ice for a year or two um, to go back to the classroom. And I, I think, the uh even you know committing to a traditional nights and weekends program um yeah you can you know be like hey let's do this for a handful of months half a year a year and, and all all's great but eventually over the course of a couple of years things are going to come up that you just 
can't work around sometimes. Um, so seeing that the program had this flexibility where, you know, I'm going to be going through that first year with my cohort, taking all these core classes um, and, and you know, being able to keep up with everything while getting used to this workload balance of, of work and school um, was helpful. But then knowing that when it came to things like the badges and, and where I sort of specialize in my education on the latter half, I was going to have the you know ultimate flexibility to do what I needed to do there. So you know, I, I mentioned my fiance, I'm getting married next summer, for example. I'm going to be taking off, um, you know, uh, three months around the wedding and there's absolutely no problem from the program standpoint of view um, for that. It, it's been incredibly helpful, whether it's uh, it's usually weddings, because, again, I'm in my late 20s. And I feel like once you start, uh, once one friend gets engaged and you're, you're, you know, you know, you're standing up in a wedding, then the next 10 summers, uh, that's basically how you spend your weekends is jumping around um, from wedding to wedding. So, um, you know, whether it was stuff like that or international travel or, or things that would take me away from from school, um, they've been completely supportive and and encouraging, actually, of of uh, taking that time off when needed. Yeah. Well, for those who don't know, can you um, tell listeners the the structure of the delivery method uh, of uh, of the program? How many days in person and online? Yeah. Yeah. So each class is a month long. Um, and four weeks for, you know, the months that are a little longer or shorter. Um, so you're going to have four, um, online courses or classes, uh, usually Zoom meetings on a Wednesday night for about three hours. Um, but they sprinkle breaks throughout there. Um, and then each course is going to have one in-person kind of super weekend, as I like to call it, um, which is going right. to be Saturday and Sunday from like 8 a.m. to usually 4.30 p.m. or 4 p.m. on Sunday sometimes. Um, so you take all that into consideration. You're looking at about 12 hours of online Zoom courses um, and then, you know, one 16-hour day um, or I'm sorry, one 16-hour weekend um, for a course. And then there's a lot of offline time reading, uh, you know, homework assignments, papers, group projects. Um, but from like a you have to be in your seat, you know, uh, online or in person, it's truly not, um, an insane amount of time or on, you know, manageable amount of time, um, in any given month. And so each course is going to be a little different depending on how the professor wants to run it. Some are going to be a little more, uh, involved in the classroom. Some are going to be a little more on your own. Um, some are going to be more, you know, project and team based. Um, but for the most part, it's followed that structure of start a class up at the beginning of the month. Um, you know, kind of ramp your way up by learning the basics that first week, dive deeper mm-hmm. into the second week, get ready for this uh, and kind of prepare almost uh, usually for a big in-person weekend where you're doing case studies and exercises and, and um, uh, things that you could not do online or um, even offline on your own. Um, and then mm-hmm. kind of wrapping it up succinctly in that, that last week of the month. Yeah. So, this is a question. I get this question a lot by um, prospective students. This that weekend where you come, it's not just lectures. Is that what else Absolutely goes on? Not. Yeah, it, it's rarely lecturing. Um, I would say the majority of the time that you're in the classroom on those super weekends. Um, yes, the professor is up there, um, you know, presenting to the class, talking to the class. But the majority of it is classroom based discussion, um, teamwork and team presentations. They're really big uh, on the team format a lot of the times. And as working professionals, I've found that's incredibly helpful because 
um, you know, they'll tell us with plenty of advance um, notice, hey, this is what is going to be required of your team. The four or five of us are going to get together on our own time, whether that's, you know, Mondays work good for Sarah or Thursdays are no good for Jim and mm-hmm. and we'll find time to meet on our own, do some of that work. And then we'll we'll do a lot of, you know, kind of leg lifting on our own schedule as well. So, you know, if one of my coworkers or one of my um, peers, teammates has, you know, kids they got to go put down, right, or take to um, activities or whatnot, and they can't meet right after work. Um, you know, they'll they'll do that. Um, they'll put them to bed and and uh, or they'll get them from practice and they'll come hop back on or or uh, you know someone has longer lunch breaks during the day and they want to chip away at a, a paper we're working on. It's really been um, nice in that sense. So there has been very few classes where we've felt you know like you're sitting in a couple hour long lecture. Um, and and even if they are more lecture based or more um, you know, less concrete, uh, uh, projects that you're working on or exercises you're completing. A lot of that is broken up by guest speakers, guest lecturers, um, you know, some sort of break in it so that you don't just feel like you're, you're sitting in class all weekend, uh, mm-hmm. uh being lectured to. Okay. Well, I know that, um, you know, you spoke that you're an alumni, undergrad, you're alumni of the school of business here and, uh, alumni are eligible to waive up to 14 credits of graduate uh curriculum in the functional core or elective badges and um that may reduce the overall time and money needed to complete this program can you tell listeners how uh how you went through the credit waiver process and how many you were able to waive yeah it's incredibly generous um first and foremost i will say to a big thank you to the wisconsin school business for doing something like this um i as someone who is self-funding my my grad school um, as a member of the public sector, we, we don't always, you know, have some of the perks and benefits that the corporate world offers. Um, so as someone who is paying my way, it, it was huge because there's no discounts on higher education. Um, and I my athletic days are long past me, so I'm not winning any sort of scholarships here to go try out for Fickle's uh, Fickle's team he's building. Um, what, so, what about maybe what about maybe pickleball? Pickleball. Maybe, now, know. hey, if if the school <laughs> wants to start investing in a real D1 pickleball team, I might have something to say about that. I might be able to show up for tryouts, but um, until that day, <laughs> I am I'm relying on things like the credit waiver uh, program at the PMBA um, office to to help me get through that. So mm-hmm. I am very very fortunate to have, um, like you mentioned, six out of the seven classes waived um you can get up to 14 credits so i got 12 credits waived which you know when you're looking at cost estimates for for what a credit costs that's you know that's five figures difference right there right that's yeah. tens of thousands of dollars that you're talking about um so that that really makes it a lot more um economically feasible for me to make a leap and and, and you know uh do something like this program um and on top of the the financial aspect of it Again, that workload aspect of it is huge too. That's six courses. That's six months that I don't have to be, um, you know, in the classroom for. So when it comes to some of that flexibility from waving a badge, um, I can, you know, take that three month chunk off for my wedding or for traveling abroad or whatever might be going on in my, my work life, my personal life, um, and not feel like I'm falling behind. Um, so I, I will ultimately, I think be taking, a couple of those three month breaks because I do have some, some travel, um, on the latter half of next year that I, I won't be able to avoid. Yeah. Um, but all said and done, I'm going to be graduating next fall. 
Um, and so taking a couple, you know, six months off in between there and still graduating in, in, in my view, four semesters, two and a half years, I guess, um, with, uh, with taking off this upcoming letter spring semester, I'd say that's pretty hard to beat. You're not going to find that, uh, you know, elsewhere in, in the world. So it's incredibly, um, you know, forward thinking, I think, for the School of Business to do something like this. Um, and as someone who's personally benefited from it, I, I can really speak to uh, that being a key reason why I'm, I'm able to be in this program. Yeah. Yeah. So taking some breaks because of family issues, which all those things come up. Am I correct to say you would be able to finish that uh, professional MBA in a year and a half? Is that? Yeah, it would have been a year and a half of total work. Um, uh, and uh, then I think depending on when you want to walk and stuff, I think it would still be you could walk in uh, in the spring or or get that um, done a little early. But, yeah, I have, if I wouldn't have taken off some time this last summer, I would be on my last badge and be done here in March. So start wow. in September of, of 22 and finishing March 23 or I'm sorry, 24. Um, you know, that's about as fast as you can do it. Uh, yeah. and I did take off, um, a couple of those first, um, classes. So I guess it's not even accurate to say September because, um, of the core, you know, initial four courses, mm-hmm. I did have to take the, the finance, the corporate finance one, but I, I got off those first three. So, I started in the fall 22 cohort, but I was only in, in class one of the four months that semester. So, okay. um, yeah, if for other fellow undergraduate badgers who are looking at the program, seriously consider it. Um, a lot of it is based off of, you know, um, getting a major, obviously, in, in the School of Business as an undergrad that can help towards that badge wave. And then how you did. Um, I believe, um, grades wise in like finance 300, marketing right. 300, OTM and accounting. Um, those, I think it's like, uh, if you got an A or a B, um, in those courses, I believe you, you might be eligible for that waiver. So, um, okay. just, you know, just basic integral parts of your undergrad education can really, um, set you up to be, uh, you know, starting with a, a little bit of a head start there in the graduate sense. Yeah. Well, that's the majority of my questions, but one final one. Um, this might be an unfair question, Johnny, but uh, besides besides getting married and finishing your MBA and working what, on what, my pickleball, right? <laughs> yeah, working on your pickleball game. Uh, what does the future hold? Where do you where would you like to be in you know three or four years or ten? Any career aspirations or positions, organizations you've uh, targeted? Yeah, it's um, it's. Partially to do with, with why I'm getting my MBA. I'm definitely expanding upon mm-hmm. some of, uh, you know, that business analyst, project management background that I have, um, in that, that business tech world. Um, but I'm trying to learn even more and, and grow that skill set a bit, grow that educational background to really, um, prepare myself for, you know, more of a upper management role in the future. Um, I, I'm also hoping to, um, use this as kind of a springboard into, uh, you know, the ultimate industry I want to end up in. I'm really, really passionate about like green technology in the energy sector and the transportation sector. Um, so trying to kind of, um, leverage what I've been learning in my business sustainability courses currently, um, and, and, and transition into that world in the future, um, is, is part of my hopeful long-term plans. Again, you know, don't have a crystal ball, can't see where I'll be in five, 10 years, but that's at least the direction I'm heading in and, and, um, okay. where I'm hoping to take this degree after. My time here is up. All right. 
Well, Johnny, thank you very much for spending a, you know, some time with me today and, and sharing your story and your journey. Um, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's, it's been great, Randy. And, uh, thanks for all yeah. you all have done, um, for, for us in the MBA program here. It's, it's been great so far. And I'm sure, uh, you know, a lot of future students are going to be sitting in this, uh, spot that I'm in here today having, having similar talks with you. So thanks for all yeah. that you do. Yeah. And thanks you all for listening to this uh, episode of the Wisconsin School of Business MBA and MS podcast. Uh, tune in for other episodes and I wish you a great day on Wisconsin.